0: Hello, my praying people. You are listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast, and I'm Leanne McCoy, your host. On this podcast, we're going to unpack the mystery of prayer. Along the way, your faith will be strengthened and your relationship with Christ will be taken to new levels. Prayer is the most powerful tool we have as believers, but far too few of us know where to even begin in exercising and using this powerful tool. Let's take this journey together and experience what happens when we pray. Hello, my praying people. I've been thinking this week a lot about tears. Now. It's not because I've been shedding a lot of them, well, maybe a few, (laughs) and it's not because I suffer allergies, even though so many people that I love are suffering terrible allergies right now, as spring begins to spring forth in Middle Tennessee. But um, I've just been thinking a lot about tears. Now, I don't know about you, but I am a... I am a weepy prayer. Like, when I pray, I definitely have to wear waterproof mascara because I never know. I just never know when that um, intimate place of prayer is going to just spring a leak in my tear ducts. And many, many times I'll be praying. It doesn't matter whether it's privately or publicly. But anyway, I'll be praying and the tears will begin to pour forth. And as we're thinking about prayer and we're thinking about tears, I just wanted to um, think about that with you for a few minutes. (laughs) When I was a little girl, my dad used to say often, and now to his credit, I will have to confess that the reason he said this often was because I really was a crybaby. I mean, if something bothered me, I didn't shout, I didn't fuss, I didn't pinch, I didn't bite like some of my sisters did. When I was a little kid and something didn't go my way, I would cry. And so my dad would say, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Did any of y'all out there have a dad like that? (laughs) You may be saying, amen, my dad too, but it's not because my dad was a bad dad. In fact, he was a great dad. But he said it because I cried all the time. I always said when I was little, I was be like, I will never say that to my children. Because good heavens, if I didn't have something to cry about already, I wouldn't be crying. And maybe that's why I like what the Bible says about tears. You see, um, we're in good company if you're like me. And you're a crier, like you're a crier when things are good. You're a crier when things are bad. You may even be a crier when you're laughing. So um, let me just share a few verses with you that that let us know we're in good company. So first consider Job, Job 16, verse 20. My eye pours out tears to God. Don't you love that? Not my heart pours out my grief to God, even though Job's heart did do that. But he's saying, my eyes pour out tears to God. So we got Job, who's a man like, who is the righteous of all men, the kind of guy that God is bragging on in heaven, the kind of guy I don't necessarily want to be. I don't want God bragging on me in heaven when Satan comes along, you know. But anyway, there's Job. And Job literally says, my eye pours out tears to God. But not only Job, we've also got Jeremiah, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. For goodness sake, one of his books is called Lamentations. <laughs> Think about that. Our sacred book, our, our holy book, our word of God has a whole book with the name Lamentations. And Jeremiah said this in Lamentations 3, verse 48, my eyes overflow with streams of tears because of the destruction of Jerusalem. Oh, poor Jeremiah. I mean, when he's talking and when he's writing, he is crying and not just little trickly tears rolling down his cheeks, he is weeping. I just picture Jeremiah, maybe even wailing like I've done once in my life, but I, I, I love Jeremiah. I love that we have a whole book named Lamentations. I was talking with a friend of mine the other Sunday, a friend who's not happy with the direction that one of his kids' lives is going. And I said to him, I said, you know, maybe we should host a prayer meeting where we just lament. I mean, just pour out our hearts before God. And don't worry if it's messy. And don't worry if it's not sprinkled with, it's going to be great. And praise God even in the storm. And I know we're supposed to do all those things. But I think what I'm trying to say right now is, don't we just need a safe space to get honest with the stuff that makes us sad and mad and frustrated and and needing a fresh touch from the Lord? I may still do that. I'll let you all know if we do. If we host ourselves a prayer meeting of lament, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Maybe we'll live stream it so you can join us as well. But anyway, we got Jeremiah who wrote Lamentations and his eyes are overflowing. So my friends, were in good company. We got Job, we got Jeremiah, and then look at us. We've got the man who was called a man after God's own heart. We've got David, the beautiful psalmist whose prayer journal we have smack dab in the middle of our Bibles, and in Psalm, verse 102, verse 9, chapter 102, verse 9, David wrote, My tears are mingled. My ming, no, let me see. I'm stumbling over what he said. He said, mingled in my drink are my tears. I have mingled drink with tears. In other words, he's drinking and crying at the same time. I, I get it, man, David. I'm with you. I like to, I, I, I don't, I don't do beer, but you know, there might be a tear in my beer if I did beer. And so David, the original drinking and crying guy after God's own heart is just expressing what I believe it's okay to express in our prayer life. God hears our tears. In fact, that's what I'm going to call this episode. God hears our tears, and I'm so grateful that he does. If you were flipping around in your Bible while I'm talking, which I hope you're not doing if you're driving, but if you were, you can flip over to Psalm 56, verse 8, where we are assured again by the psalmist that, that everything that's going on in our lives, that God has taken an account of these things, And when we cry, he catches every one of our tears in his bottle. The last time Tom and I went to Israel, we went into a a shop that had um, license to sell antiquities. And uh, one of their antiquities that they were selling were these tiny little ancient tear bottles. I'll take a picture of it and add it to our notes that I'll share with this episode of the podcast, but these ancient little tiny tear jars were used by the women in the biblical days to catch their tears. They would put the lip of the lid of the jar just up next to their tear ducts where our tears pour forth. And they would catch their tears. And you might say, well, that's interesting. But why on earth would they capture their tears? Well, it's, it's like truly very sweet what I learned from my friend Christy McClelland about what this was all about. So when the husbands would go away to war or whatever took them away, and the wives would stay behind and they would miss these men in their lives, whether it be their father, their brother, or their husband's, when they were overwhelmed with their grief of the separation and they cried, they would allow these tear jars to capture those tears so that when their husband, their loved one, their, their father, their brother, when they returned and came back, then they would pour these tears out over their feet. As an act of adoration and um, a a visible, interactive experience of intimate connection. It, It gives me goosebumps just to say that out loud. I mean, how sweet is that? That they would pour their tears out to show their husband how much they had missed him. Doesn't that bring a whole lot more understanding and insight to Psalm 56, verse 8? When he says to us, the Lord is saying to us that he has taken account of our wanderings. He's noticed that we are having a rough time. He's watched that the world has thrown you a curveball. He has taken notice that you've stumbled and you've fallen. He recognizes that your heart is broken. And when you've cried your tears, he has collected every single one of them and put them in his bottles. Our Lord, the Lord God Almighty, who loves us with perfect love, has a collection of tear bottles with your name on it, with my name on it that he considers precious because he cares so much when we're crying. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that is sweet. I mean, when I think about my prayer life and how I am connecting in in that quiet place with the heart of the God who made me, I just find it precious that he loves me so much that he collects my tears. The other day I was in my chair having my quiet time and I was doing what I typically do, and that's pull out my journal and and get my pen, and I just jump right in I mean I've tried to be a little more organized and play a uh, praise music and just sit and listen and be quiet and worship and praise, and then ease into talking to God by going through you know the acts adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. I try to do all that, but it's not my natural nature. My natural nature is I sit down, I open that book and I just jump in. And normally I jump into whatever's first on my mind and on my heart. And sometimes it's um, people that I love that I'm praying for. Okay, I'll just go ahead and be honest. Most of the time, it's my children. That's just what it is. And I do, I, I'll start pouring my heart out, and then I'll jump back, and I'll be like, No, Lynn, don't forget to praise God first, because that's so powerful. But that's not what we're talking about in this podcast. I'll, I'll do another one about that. <laughs> but I was on that particular morning, I was just praying. Oh, boy. I was praying for them as they came to my mind. And I was praying very specifically about the relationships that they have in their lives about the careers that they are um establishing in their lives i was praying about their living environments about decisions that they are making i was praying um for their uh the people that are significant to them for the friends or or for better friends or for um mostly for their spiritual growth and well-being for god to do just a new work in their minds in their hearts and I'd gotten through all my children and even some other people's kids had jumped in to the list of it except for one except for one of my children and I, I circled back around realizing that I had not prayed for her yet and when I parked in front of her name I had no words none at all all I had were tears and they just started streaming down my face. And I realized that the scripture actually says in Romans that when we don't know how to pray, that the Holy Spirit will, will, um, will he'll like intercept what we're trying to do and he'll just create the prayer. Like he'll pray for us, he will intercede for us. And I remembered that. And so when I realized that the Holy Spirit was literally interceding on my behalf for my child... My tears just flowed and flowed and I started, I started just crying and weeping and it got, it got, you know, messy, like the face turns red and splotchy and your nose is running (laughs) kind of messy. And I just allowed that to happen for as long as it needed to happen because I remembered that the Holy Spirit himself was translating those tears into words into the exact right words that heaven wanted to hear so that God would in turn release the gates of heaven and pour out everything within the heavenly army's powers to bring about that which would bring him glory in that child's life. God hears our tears, my friend. He hears our tears you know what one of the sweetest verses are in the bible about our tears it's the promise that we have in psalm 126 verse 5 they who sow in tears will one day reap with joyful singing If you're at a stage in your prayers or in your life, in a situation where all you've got is tears, I want to encourage you to just let those tears flow. And don't worry about finding the words. The Holy Spirit knows the words to pray on behalf of your tears. And then be encouraged, my friend, my praying friend, that when we sow in tears, we will reap the harvest With joyful singing. The God. Who's collecting your tears. And putting them in his bottles. Is the one who knows. The end of the matter. And he has given us his word. That the day will come. When we will rejoice. With joyful singing. Over the very thing. That is creating. The grief today. I want to close. This very brief. um, Podcast out by sharing with you something that a friend reminded me that I shared last year on Facebook. And it was really a portion of one of my emails that I had written, which by the way, if you'd like to receive emails from me, I would love to add you to my email list. Just go to prayerclinic.com and um Click on the link that says join my community and your name can be added to my email list so that you can receive emails from me. But what this person on Facebook had done is quoted part of a one of those emails I sent to them. And this one had to do with um, how we can pray when it's tears that w- is what we have. Here we go. Hold your heart cry. In the palm of your hand, hold it tightly with your fist squeezed shut. And if you're not driving right now, by the way, I want to invite you to do this while I'm while I'm saying it. Like if you're listening to this at home, just jump in and pray the way that I'm telling you to pray right now as I'm reading this. All right, I'm going to start over. Hold your heart cry in the palm of your hand. Hold it tightly with your fist squeezed shut. Hold on to what you want to see happen in this situation. Hold tight to what you've been asking, no begging God to do. Are y'all holding tight to that? You got it tight in your fist, don't let it go. Have you got it there? Now, open your fists and let that heart cry. Balance in the palm of your hand as you lift your hands heavenward in a gesture to God that says, I am trusting you with this, this my precious and cherished desire, my heart cry, my burden, no clenching, no grabbing, just let that prayer be presented to God Now, turn your hands over so that your heart's cry can no longer perch on the palm of your hands. Let him or her or them or it, whatever's in your hand, let it fall. And as you're you're watching it just fall, tell God what it feels like to have released the weight of that. And remind yourself as you profess to him that you trust him with whatever he wants to do with you and your heart. Lord, we are trusting you right now with whatever you want to do with this and with me, with us and our hearts now breathe. Thanks for listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast. For more information on my speaking and writing ministry, go to leannemccoy.com To learn more about the Prayer Clinic Ministry, go to Prayer.clinic Thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe. We'll see you next time, my praying people.